0: Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine
1: marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me are Susan Esparza and Robert Esparza from here at Bruce Clay. Hey, Bruce. Hello, Susan. Hello, everybody. Uh, Glad you can make it. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, which is noon Pacific time. Uh, We're in the California area, so it's uh, lunchtime out here. Our guest today is Adam Audette, moderator of the email discussion group LED Digest. I've been following it ever since the beginning. My first post, I think, was in number seven. Uh, It's a great periodical. I read it as often as it comes. It's a daily email item. Robert spoke to Adam about email discussion lists, email marketing, social media. Uh, You'll want to stick around for a bit to check that out. I think you'll find it very entertaining. If you don't know Adam, um, please uh, stick around. I think you'll find it useful. Right now, I thought we'd talk about some of the topics discussed during the SMX social media conference. Uh, Certainly, social media is a big item. We're going to want to pay attention to that. Uh, if you're not involved in social media, you're missing out on huge opportunities.
2: Yeah, I really think that this was a great, great in-depth conference. You know, we've been hearing a lot about it. at all sorts of conferences. You know, for the last year or so, it's been you know becoming more and more of a social media, social media, social media kind of environment. Um, and and to have a conference that was solely dedicated to it, I think was incredibly valuable. One thing I remember that was noted um, about this conference was that it was much less dig oriented last time they did a social media conference everything was about dig it was social media meant being on dig now that's not true anymore there's so many social media sites and it was really great to have you know nine very very in depth sessions about what that was and and what it meant and how to get involved
1: but all the sites are different I mean YouTube is not MySpace is not LinkedIn is not a blog. Is, uh, I mean, Twitter is not like any of the others, you know, it, it, but they're all social media. And I think we have to understand that even though they're called social media, they're not like everything else. We're seeing a, a great amount of fallout where people are actually leaving some of these because they're just too noisy or, or, or they just don't have time for it. And yet we're still seeing news sites show up every day.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that you really have to look at each of these different kinds of things, Twitter and MySpace and YouTube and Dig, as just different opportunities. You know, there are different places that you can go and talk to the people who are talking about you. You know, it's it's not so much all of your people are here on Facebook or all of your people are here on YouTube. They're everywhere. And so if you're playing in all those spaces – you're going to be able to reach them much, much better. Um, in terms of people leaving, you know, I don't know that it's so much that they're leaving social media. They're just, you know, leaving sites that aren't interesting to them. They're getting more focused on what they want, which really just, you know, does the marketer a good turn because now they've got qualified audiences that they can just go to.
3: I know that... Um in a recent study that Morgan Stanley reported that YouTube and Facebook actually get more page views than Google and Yahoo do on their search engine. That's a significant, significant amount of traffic. So if if you have the opportunity to to support your business in any way on either of those two, uh, um specifically, it's something you definitely should look into.
1: Well I think that's another point. I think that when I think of social media, I think of it as being highly conversational, but I don't see it as being so much a business-centered site. Um, I think that branding might play. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that everybody agrees, but I think branding is maybe okay, but I don't think social media will take kindly to somebody doing a hard product sell on a the middle <laughs> of a blog or no, a, a no. on Twitter.
2: I don't know. I think it depends on how cleverly you do it. If you're offering value to your user, you know, if you have a widget that yeah, it's making a hard sell, but it's also or it's do, it's doing some kind of selling. It's looking for a conversion. If at the same time you're offering value to, you know, the people who are engaging with you, I don't see what the problem is.
1: Well, certainly people are participating and certainly the traffic stats support the fact that they're mm-hmm. involved and they care to be there. Um, I don't know how fickle some of the people are. they try something new, they've been there. it's no longer revolutionary, so they go somewhere else that is and there's a lot of moving around I would think. but uh, I think social media is actually here to stay because it it brings people back to what the original web, you know web was I mean it was not commercial in nature. I think it was you know people publishing things and getting feedback and building the community, even if it was academic. I think that's the way it really started. I know that uh, Lisa blogged, I think it was nine sessions?
2: Nine sessions.
1: Wow. And for nine sessions, and that was just where she was able to get in and and actually blog the sessions, uh, there's a lot of information that was given out. This was a two-day conference?
2: Just a two-day conference? Just one track.
1: (sighs) Wow. I don't know. I, I think that When you look at the original Search Engine Strategies conference, which was two days, uh, I don't know that it had quite this much information in it. It was an entirely different thing back then.
2: It's funny you should bring that up. Lisa, um, last week for the last newsletter, wrote about small conferences and what their worth was, and she linked to the original SES conference in 1999. They had Larry Page as one of their keynote speakers. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Which was kind of fun. And, And, you know, conferences get bigger and they change. But these small conferences, I think, are really, you know, super interesting. It's time for us to take a break now. But stick around because in the next segment, Robert is going to be talking to Adam Audette of LED Digest and Audette Media. More SEM Synergy is on the way.
0: Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing
4: programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Uh, Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental! What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture?
5: Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month.
4: So with Lyris, one company can do it all. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already.
6: To see how Lyris can simplify your life... Visit Lyrus.com or call 1-888-GO-Lyrus. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. Dot com. more than a name
4: Quality partners. Quality search. ABCsearch.com.
5: Her Strings with Maria Retail. I am joined today by Christine Ryder, Regional Director for Glam Media... More people spend their time online every year, and it's a considerable component of their media consumption. The amount that we consume is amazing. 30 million women are spending almost 60 hours in the last seven days on the Internet, either at home or work. I mean, we're I that's it's where we are.
6: Her strings. Live broadcast Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel.
5: Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The whoring of
6: Facebook
4: for promotional purposes continues with the WebmasterRadio.fm Facebook fan page. Join our fans by clicking the Facebook logo on the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage and keep up to date with all the latest. Become a fan on Facebook.
0: Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay.
3: Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Robert Esparza, and right now I've got Adam Odette on the line. How you doing, Adam?
7: Doing very well, thank you.
3: As most of you know, and a few may not, um, Adam is actually the founder of LED Digest um, and runs his own website, Odette Media, uh, which he started in 2006, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct, Adam?
7: Yeah, that's correct. I um, officially founded AudetMedia.com in 2006. We had been doing, or I had been doing, consulting for a number of years, so now I'm doing it full-time instead of just as a side gig, so it's official. Right.
3: All right. I believe you actually started with your father's company in 1996, uh, which was MMG. Is that not true?
7: Yes, it is. In 96, my dad founded MMG Multimedia Marketing Group, and it was one of the first online marketing agencies. And it was right here in Bend, Oregon, where I I still live. And a lot of SEO people live here. Um, They all came out of MMG. So there's lots of SEO roots here. Um, Derek Wheeler, who's now SEO, he's like chief SEO architect at Microsoft. There's uh, Detlef Johnson, Bill Hunt, Marshall Simmons, Jeremy Mm -hmm. Sanchez. All these guys came out of MMG. Um, And yeah, Andrew Goodman, he called it the primordial soup of search here. <laughs> yeah,
3: you're, you guys were definitely one of the first people out there. NMG uh, uh, was one of the first companies to offer any type of SEO services, if I'm not mistaken.
7: Yeah, we were. And I uh, remember way back, Bruce Clay was one of the you – know, it's Bruce Clay, Danny Sullivan, yeah. uh, Sherry Thoreau. There were just a few main players, and we actually had Danny – and Sherry and, and a few others uh, fly up to Bend and train MMG on SEO back in, like, I think it was 96 or 97. Wow. Um, which is kind of neat. And it, because it was just so early, no one really, you know, it wasn't an industry like it is now. So
3: Right, right. A lot easier back then, wasn't it?
7: Yeah, a lot easier, exactly. <laughs> Optimized for, you know, AltaVista and HotBot.
3: Right, right. <laughs> a couple of those uh, search engines, you could do some changes and see overnight success back then. Yeah,
7: exactly. Just H1 <laughs> tags, you know, keyword meta tags.
3: Yep. That was Simple big. stuff. The good old yep. days, right?
7: The good old days, exactly. <laughs> Hardly any competition.
3: Exactly, exactly. Well, let's talk a little bit more about LED Digest, if you don't mind. Um, LED Digest has maintained success over for over a decade now. Um, what do you think contributes to the success?
7: You know, it's a good question. I, a lot of it I attribute to the kind of the inertia of a community on, on the web and an email list in that it's been going for so long. It just keeps going. You know, mm-hmm. I tried to, I actually considered stopping. I pu- started publishing it in 1997. Actually, it started as a list for LinkExchange.com, which was mm-hmm. one of the first banner networks networks on the web. And LinkExchange was a client of MMG. So we built that for them and started it up as a discussion list because that was one of the best ways to build community online way back then in 1997. And um, and it just grew from there. And then when Microsoft bought Link Exchange, uh, MSN B-Central took the uh, the LED and rebranded it and kept it going, and I worked for MSN for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when, when B-Central closed its doors, they gave me the list. Um, so I've just been publishing it ever since. And it just, you know, it just has a good core community of of um, subscribers. It's got about forty two thousand subscribers, so it's pretty big. But the funny thing about it, you know, it's very archaic in format. There's hardly anything like it. Um, it's a moderated discussion list. So if you post to the LED, I literally take your email and copy the post out of it and paste it into a template and just wow. build the list like that. So it's it's really stupid actually that i even that i do it that way because it just takes tons of time and but i've been doing it for over 10 years and it's just kind of part of my life so uh, i spend about between 30 minutes to two hours a day putting the list together uh, all the posts together and it has this big subscriber base but hardly you know it really doesn't have a lot of posts um back in the heyday there would be 40 to 50 posts a day that would come in right um, now it's more like between four and ten posts a day but um the signal is still pretty high and and it's good quality and and people enjoy it and people that are on email lists you know they kind of like that format so
3: definitely so it definitely. still has its place yeah and speaking of uh email lists and email marketing um i know that you're heavily into that and uh are, are and i believe uh, very good at it um who do you think email well, discussion lists? <laughs> you're not a problem. Um, <laughs> who um, who do you think these email discussion lists and email marketing are still relevant for? What businesses? Uh, what type of, of audience is out there?
7: Well, you know the the discussion list format can work for for almost any company really, but these days it's it's almost better to to focus on on web you know web uh, communication tools so forums. Uh, blogs, social media uh, sites, and so forth. Um, and the email list is just a great conversion tool for selling to your customer base, You know, remarketing to them. Conversion rates on email lists are still through the roof compared to almost any other sales mechanism on the web. It's pretty amazing, actually, that email is still such a killer app for sales. But the in-house uh, customer list is just a great source of of sales conversions so that's definitely the thing to do we you know that said discussion lists can work as well um we started one for zappos a long time ago zappos.com that they, they do online uh shoe sales and lots of mm-hmm. other stuff um and it's still going today and it's very very popular it has well, i'm sure it has well over 200,000 subscribers um it probably gets 100 posts a day um, wow. so it's, a, it's a really successful list now they're the demographic on that list is there are a lot of women um, that, that like fashion and so forth and aren't super technology savvy, so it's probably a better fit for that. Um, so, you know, on the on the discussion list community side, I like yeah. the idea of private email lists a lot. I think it's pretty efficient for that, um, and I I kind of predict seeing a lot of those crop up, and even private blogs as well. Because of the way that the SEO industry is going and um, as it grows, you know, and, and I think Aaron Wall uh, mentioned recently that I think it was on Twitter he asked, you know, would anybody be interested in a private blog about SEO? Um, I kind of see that, and that's kind of a private email list model, and I kind of see that as as being uh, something to think about. And then um, on the, uh, the the marketing sales side every website should have an email list. I mean, you know, it's what kind of recommendations
3: would you, would you make for really being able to, to get the most out of um, an uh, email marketing campaign, especially for companies that have never really gone about it before?
7: Yeah, I'd, I'd say number one is focus on providing value. So actually before you even do that, build up your list. Well, so, you know, make it, Confirmed opt in um, or consider confirmed opt in. So, in other words, when somebody subscribes, consider sending a confirmation email that says, "Do you really want to subscribe?" It right. um, keeps the list a lot cleaner. Most most large retailers, most companies on the web, won't do that, um, and that's okay. It, they'll get a bigger list, but it'll be quote unquote dirtier. It'll be some uh, some bad emails on there. But um, so build you know build the, the list right, and then um, and then see how you can provide value. So. Um, consider making content specifically for the email list or um, for the subscriber base that you then you direct them to the, to a website with uh, the content on it, like you guys do um, with the uh, with the Bruce Clay newsletter. You know you, you're right. building content specifically for the newsletter and putting it on the web. It's really smart. It's a great way to do it. It provides value and it gets people opening the email because you know after a while they say, Hey, this is going to be good content. I'm going to open up this email, and open rates are a huge huge factor. And then the other thing is really focus on the subject line, the subject header, and the from right. header. Those two fields are really important, and, and a lot of companies um, overlook that. Right. So when you what get you, – you know, oh, go ahead.
3: No, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but uh, we're kind of running out of time here, so I want to make sure I get one go more ahead. question in there at least. Um, what mistakes do you commonly see when people are trying to, uh, to get these um, – uh, email marketing campaigns going, or even some some people that have been doing it for a while that just c- c- mistakes that continue to pop up.
7: Yeah, it's a good, great question. I would say the number one mistake is just bad subject lines, and it's so important to to distinguish yourself in in people's email clients when they're deluged with e- with email. Um, make a really good, compelling subject line, and um, and then once you open that email, make the the layout. And you can consider it kind of like a PPC landing page in a way. Mm -hmm. You want it to to convert. So you want to provide value and you want to make it easy to use. And a rich HTML uh, email that degrades gracefully into text um, is essential. And and just think about ways you can segment the list and test it, Um, even testing different subject lines, different uh, HTML designs and so forth. Um, But segmenting and testing is number one thing that I can recommend.
3: Very good, very good. Well, Adam, I want to thank you very much for being with us today.
7: Oh, you bet. It's been fun.
3: Uh, we got to go to a break now, um, but stay tuned. Up next, Bruce, Susan, and I will be talking about some of the topics Adam just discussed, like staying relevant and keeping content updated. SEM Synergy will be right back.
0: Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back.
5: Need help improving your PPC campaigns? Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. Adapt SEM not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads, all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long-term commitments. Learn how Adapt SEM can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour, adapt.com slash
0: Um. H- hello, uh, welcome to our website.
6: SEOSeq.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeq.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeq.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more want to keep your seo in-house let our professional trainers teach seo to your staff get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at seoc.com
7: hey this is danny Sullivan from the daily Searchcast. you know we love bringing you the news every day and that's made possible by the sponsorship of bruceclay.com they've just made Inc. magazines list of the fastest growing private businesses They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. he had been out there with the code of ethics. been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay
0: Incorporated.
5: SEO 101 is now in session. Susan Esparza from Bruce Clay talking about writing good copy for the web. My opinion is you should definitely, first and foremost, be writing to please your users.
2: Oh, I absolutely agree. I think that if you're not writing to please your users, then even if the search engines are bringing them in, they're going to find it, you know, worthless and they're going to leave again.
6: New episodes Mondays and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. And check out their live broadcast Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere.
0: Search Engine Marketing Formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm once again here's Bruce Clay
2: hello we're back on SEM synergy this is Susan here with Bruce and Robert today we've been focused on engaging and conversing with customers so we're gonna shift the conversation a little bit over towards content in general how you often should be up how often you should be updating it what areas of your site are the most important you know all of that good stuff about how off you know what kind of new creative content can you put on your site all that good stuff Bruce what do you think
1: Well, I think that uh, there's different people that have different problems. I think a lot of sites have lots of content. I think a lot of sites have volatile content, like a news site. Uh, Things that change on a regular basis. uh, I don't think they have a problem so much with the content as much as they have a problem with figuring out how to get it indexed. Uh, Those are kind of different issues. A lot of people have content. I mean... Usually, it, nowadays, we seldom see a site with nothing in it as content. People are understanding that they write words, and it becomes content. Uh, on the average index page, I think for a you know competitive keyword, you're 800 words, 700 words. There's plenty of content there. I think the biggest problem we face in the area of content is probably coming up with content that makes sense to a search engine. Certainly that's an issue. I think we have a problem with uh, coming up with things the search engine can even decipher. Uh, remember, the the definition of content for many years was HTML code and text. Now the definition's been expanded. Content can be video. Content can be MP3 or images or uh, even feeds or news or blogs or any number of things can be added to what would normally be or has historically been considered content. And the search engines have to figure out how to decipher that and measure uh, engagement and and determine if it makes sense. Uh, If you think about a news site, news sites, when you go to their pages, have a lot of flash files and have a lot of images. It's an engaging issue. Um, I think that on the web, one of the things we're running into is competition between the web and print media print media has beautiful big color pictures the web has little bitty tiny pictures Uh, we're finding that that actually makes a difference that if the web has bigger pictures that site gets more visitors
2: i thought we decided that print media was dead
1: (laughs) (laughs) no uh, we have way too many customers for us to actually (laughs) say that out loud
2: (laughs) I don't know. You know, I'm just saying there's there's a lot of customers out – we do. We have a lot of customers who've got print media arms, and they're all moving online because that's where it is. And it's – you know, if you're not online, there's going to come a time when right. <laughs> you're out of luck.
3: A lot of um, what is happening um, with uh, – um, a lot of what the integration of rich media has allowed, um, especially in the e-commerce avenue, is allow them to add video to their website to, to show people how to use their products um, because they just didn't have the ability to e- as easily add um, text content to their websites just because of, of the amount of um, space that they have to work with uh, without hurting their usability for their websites. Um, And I know it's been very successful of of adding rich media into those websites uh, more than just the the images that they had done before on getting people to convert um, and, uh, in certain instances, even getting the videos to rank in um, different uh, video search engines.
1: Well, if you go back to our opening session, I mean, YouTube has been around. It's all video people will spend days <laughs> just looking at the strangest things and it'll entertain them and, oh, yeah. I, and I think that it increases engagement right. uh, it causes people to have a better understanding about what the product is I mean there's a million reasons to use right. different forms of content.
2: Right. Oh yeah talking about YouTube and e-commerce especially I think the, the greatest example of that particular marriage you know is I think they hit upon it at AdTech Stacey Ito from AT&T mentioned that the, the biggest video for out there for iPod is somebody throwing an iPod into a blender. Yeah. Or I- iPhone, rather. an yeah, iPhone it was the in- iPhone? iPhone into the blender. Um, hi, yeah. I'm not in the market for a blender, but if I was, maybe I'd get the one that could chew up an iPhone.
1: <laughs> well, it wasn't particularly appealing to the people selling iPhones to see it uh, consumed by a blender. But, you know, when you get a couple hundred thousand views of somebody throwing an iPhone into a blender, it really makes you wonder about the engagement level of, of some right. sites. But it is enough. If you do things correctly, that form of content and other forms of content really, really can pull things together, and it works out pretty well, I think.
3: Yep. I mean, the standard stuff, before and after stories, case studies, monthly newsletters, um, statistics... All of that stuff can still be very valuable content um, that is more traditional uh, that you can still add to your website, but the, the rich media integration um, and really getting into that is, is really going to be able to help your bottom line.
2: I think exploring new ways of getting people to your website in the first place is a huge thing. Something like the video or you know Twitter, I think, is a great way for people to kind of spread the word about stuff. They actually Twittered the SMX conference. They had a dedicated SMX feed. And they, they uh, were sending, you know, just put up the link to any time we posted a live blog, they'd put up a link. We got 76 visitors from Twitter <laughs> over two days, which, I mean, I don't know how much we normally get, but I'm betting it's not 76 people, and about half of those were from the SMX feed, which is pretty good. Right?
1: Yeah, they're probably just sitting there waiting for information coming from SMX. So,
3: And as Adam had said earlier, if you want to offer some direct mailing newsletters – Um, It's
1: still a great way
3: to get some repeat customers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's it for this week's show. I want to remind our listeners to send internet marketing questions to SEM Synergy at BruceClay.com. We'll certainly try to get back to you, or if it's an interesting topic, we'll talk about it on our show. This is Bruce. This
2: is Robert. This is Susan.
1: Asking you to come back next week when we talk to Aaron Landerkin of Bruce Clay, Inc. He's the IT master here at our company. Check out SEMSynergy.com for more on next week's show and this week's guests and topics. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy.